The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a good time today. Is that okay? I'm I'm not gonna teach too much. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you how to make money. Is that okay? Okay. So here's the thing. God has given you Deuteronomy eight eighteen. God has given you the power to get wealth, and the word of God works in any continent, in any country, with any type of education, any race, sex, anything. The word of God works regardless of your gender, race, country you're from, where you've been. No respecter of person. The Word of God works. I've seen the Word of God work too many times. I've been in Cambodia, Asia, one of the poorest nations in the world, and I'm out there. We get off a plane, and then we drive about five or six hours into the bush. I mean, literally. And the kids come out, and they're touching the tires on the, on the minivan, on the, on the minibus. What do you call me, minibuses? On the minibus. And I said, what's going on here? And they said, they've never seen a tire before. I mean, we were so out there, okay, these little kids. And I've seen the Word of God work, and I've seen people prosper. And we go back, and they have, they're the ones with ten goats, and they're, they're, they're giving to their church, and they're doing awesome things, and they've got authority in their village because they're prospering. I've seen this work in prison. I've been in prison cells and ministered this type of stuff and seen people prosper in prison. So it's too late for you to convince me that it doesn't work somewhere. The Word of God works, and especially it's going to work right here, praise God, in the continent of Africa. I, I love Africa. And um, I think this is a great place, praise God, because uh, Billy talked about this yesterday, and maybe he'll talk a little bit about this tonight. But, you know, in Africa already, people are much more entrepreneurial than, than England and America. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bash on England and America. I'm actually a, an American citizen, and I'm an English citizen, so that gives me the right to bash on America, and I can bash on England. I can do both, right? <laughs> Americans and English, at the, at the whole part, we're lazy because we have it made. We can just go and get a job. And you know what's really sad? You don't have to get a job, and they'll still pay you in America and England. It's called welfare. It's a bad thing. So I had I had anyway, I won't go into that. But you don't even have to do stuff. In a lot of countries, you have to put your hand to something to make it work, praise God. And that's what we're going to look at tonight. So I'm, I'm excited tonight. I'm calling this uh, buy, sell, repeat is what I'm calling this. And um, this is something that um, I think is going, to, is going to really bless you. And there's always, uh, you know, when you use a slideshow, there's always a danger. Who wants to calibrate? Here we go. Can we see that? Buy, sell, repeat. Look at that. Praise the Lord. We're up, we're up and running. Praise God. We're up and running. So buy, sell, repeat. And this is something the Lord showed me. I've been doing this personally for probably 25 years, 30 years. I know I'm, in, I'm only, only 21, but I'm actually, I've been doing this. I mean, so don't laugh so hard. Don't laugh so hard. So, so just a few things I want to, want to talk about, first of all, is the first thing is, Let's get this straight right in the start. Work is a blessing. Work was God's idea, okay? I'm not talking about having a job. I'm, I'm talking about work being creative is God's idea. So I'm guessing you people here have paid money to be here. You've come out on a Friday night, and you're here, and you are interested in, in the kingdom finance. You're interested in, in prospering for God. Is that okay to say that? Okay, well, we haven't got time to balance all this out. God is looking for people who will sign up for the program and say, Lord, use me to prosper. Use me to have more than enough. You know, 2 Corinthians 9 and 10, if you're taking note, 2 Corinthians, sorry, 9 and 8, 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8 says, he's going to make all grace abound towards you that you have in all sufficiency in all things. That means all your needs met 
and an abundance, an extra over what you need so that you can be a blessing to every good work. He's going to supply your needs and you can have an abundance for every good work. That means you're going to be able to give, you're going to be able to help people. And I believe if you're born again tonight, if you're a born again believer tonight, praise God, if you're not, come and see Pastor Far. we can fix that real quick. Just say yes to Jesus, amen. But if you're a born again believer tonight, your heart is generosity. You want to help people, you want to bless people, you want to give, and you, you know, you need seed to sow. And that's what, that's what I'm excited about. I'm not excited about the money. I'm excited about changing people's lives with the money. Money's a tool. And when you have extra money, you can help more people, do more things. And you can actually, it takes money to do things. It takes money to fly around the world. It takes money to put television. And we get testimonies all the time of people being born again, receive Jesus for the first time. We have people being healed for the first time. We have people being set free, for the, set free of addictions, set free, marriages restored. Not set free from marriages. Set free... <laughs> Maybe that would be a good thing. Marriage is restored, praise God. Don't edit that bit out. So, <laughs> but people set free. You know what? It takes finances to do that. So finances are a tool for the kingdom, praise God. And uh, that's a work to bless. It's God's idea. And we're going to run through this real quick. But this is, this is the, uh, uh, in Genesis 2.15. I'm going to run through this. When, in Genesis 2.15, God put Adam on the earth, and it says to work and to tend it. Now, this is before the fall. Okay, this is before the fall. Praise God, you understand me. I say fall in, Eng- in America, they'll go, what do you say? And I have to say fall, F-A-L-L, fall. But here you can understand me, praise God. You speak English, it's awesome. I don't need a translator here. So before the fall, before the fall, before Adam and Eve disobeyed God, work was always God's idea. It was a blessing. And he said to Adam, you're going to work and tend the garden. The garden was a blessing. He loved to work the garden. He loved to be creative. He loved to see things grow. And guess what happened? They disobeyed God. And what happened was, is uh, they disobeyed God. And, and, and what happened was, is that work became a curse. So it says here that in Genesis 3.17, it says here, um, uh, God said to Adam, cursed is the ground for your sake. Now, hear me now. God didn't curse the ground. It was a consequence of their disobedience to God. God said, look, you stay over here and do this. But they disobeyed God, so therefore the ground became cursed. Okay? So God didn't curse the ground. Never doesn't say that. He said the ground became cursed. And then he says this. God says this to Adam. He says, look, he said, because of that, in the toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life, both thorns and thistles which will bring forth for you, you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat the bread. That's Genesis 3.18. So what happened was, when they disobeyed God and did things their own way, what happened was, is the work of, the, of Adam's hand became cursed. So before, he would go and garden. I'm not a gardener. Any gardeners in the house? I'm not a gardener. I like to... Anyway, I'm not a gardener. So I go to the store and buy things. But if you are a gardener, this is what Adam would have done. He would have worked the garden and tended the garden. And everything he did would have been blessed, and it would have prospered, and it would have worked. But then after the fall, there was thorns and thistles in the ground. Same ground, same work, but when he went to work, there was thorns. And in them days, it was those long old thorns that would hurt you and, 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 and cause you pain. So what was happening is, is when Adam went to work, he was doing the same work, but he wasn't getting the same results. He was getting frustrated. He wasn't getting ahead. He wasn't, he wasn't making enough. It wasn't working out for him. That was the curse of the ground. Okay? And Haggai puts it this way. It's like earning money. You put it in a bag, and it's got holes in it. Whatever you do, it's not, you're not quite getting ahead. You're not quite making enough. You're not having that abundance. Um, another way of putting it is Proverbs 23, 5. It says, money will grow wings and fly away. Okay, so whatever your situation is, but how many of you know, Jesus redeemed us from the curse. Jesus redeemed us from the curse. And everything Jesus did on earth was to redeem us from what Adam lost. Jesus was the second Adam. Adam was the first Adam. And what happened when Adam, well, everything Adam lost, his authority that he gave over and everything he lost, Jesus came and won it back for you and me. 
It's the almost too good to be true news, praise God. But Jesus, the second Adam, came and won it back. And everything Jesus did was very, very significant. Now, have you ever wondered, when Jesus was going to the cross, the, the guards took him to one side, and they took thorns out the ground, and they made a crown of thorns. You can find this in, in Matthew 27, 29. It says, they made a crown of thorns and put it on Jesus' head. Now, the, the, the guards were mocking Jesus as a king, right? But how many of you know, nothing happened there that wasn't a redemptive work. It wasn't just by accident. When they got them thorns out the ground and put it on Jesus' head, Jesus was redeeming us from that Genesis 3.17 curse. Them same thorns that were in the ground that, that weren't there before the fall that were there, they took them, put them on Jesus' head, and made his, not just sweat came out from his brow, blood came from his brow right there. And right there was our redemption, me and yours, redemption from the curse, the work of our hands. Amen, hallelujah. Now, the work of your hands is blessed. And really, it's not about what you do. The fact is, it's how you do it now. The difference is now is you have a covenant with God and the works of your hands are blessed. There's two types of Christians. There's those who are blessed and they believe it. And there's those who are blessed and don't believe it. Let me say that again to be real clear. There's two types of Christians. If you are a born-again believer and you put your faith in Jesus, there's two types. You are born again and blessed and you believe it. Or you're born again and blessed and you don't believe it. And I'm telling you tonight, you're going to start believing that the works of your hands are blessed. I don't, I, I say I don't care, that's type of harsh. But I don't care what you do, whatever you do as unto the Lord, I believe that's Colossians 3.17. It's blessed because Jesus has redeemed you from the curse of the work of the Lord. He's redeemed you from the curse of your hand. Now, when you put your hand to something, it's blessed. So the most important thing to remember is the Lord's blessed you. He's commanded a blessing on, the, on your storehouses and everything to which you set your hand. Let me put it this way. No setting your hand to something, you're not going to see that blessing. You're not going to see it unless you put your hand to something. And we go in two extremes. We either just go around thinking, well, this is just my luck in life. I never get ahead. I'm from this side of the train tracks. I grew up like this. My family did this. I'm, I'm whatever. And that's one extreme. Or the other extreme is we think, well, God's just going to do it all. And I'm going to pray. And I'm blessed. I'm a Christian. It's just going to happen. Both sides of the ditches are wrong. Okay? Let me pick on Pastor Farr a minute. A man who grew up in poverty and is now living an abundant life. Now, he's got a lot further to go. He's just getting started, praise God. But he's, living a, he's a big giver. He's already having an abundant life. It doesn't matter where you're born or what your education is, but you can't just come over here and say, God bless me. Why isn't God blessing me? He's not blessing us because we're not putting our hands to something. And what I'm going to show you tonight is putting your hand to something. This is uh, uh, Psalms 1.3. It says, whatever he does, you'll prosper. What about this? Proverbs 10.22. It says, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he has no sorrow to it. Proverbs 14.2 says, In all labor there is profit, but in idle chatter only to poverty. I meet a lot of people that pray about it. Lord, please bless me. Lord, give me money. Give me money. And you know what the Lord says? He said, I've given you the power to get wealth. Colossians 3.17, Whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus, giving thanks to him, God, uh, the Father, through him, through Jesus. So put your hand to something. Okay, put your hand to something. God is looking for people who say, Lord, I'll do it. I'm going to put my hand to something, and he's going to bless the works of our hands. This is one way I've learned to make money, okay? One way I've learned to make money, and this is biblical. In case you're worried, it's not biblical. This is one example. There's several examples, but in Matthew 25, 14, Matthew 25, 14, let me read you this parable. If you've got Bibles, I know this is a business conference, but you know what? Every successful business in the world, if you study it, if they're successful, if you study it, they are using biblical principles. Whether they're Muslim, whether they're, whatever religion they are, they're using biblical principles. They just don't know it. So the Bible is the best business book you'll ever find, praise God. So, so this is Matthew, uh, Matthew 25, 14. It says, The kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country 
who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. Now, right there, that'll preach. Okay? The master gave it according to their own ability. He said, well, that's not fair. One only got one talent, and one got five talents. Why? Because the master knew their ability. They knew he knew the one with the five talents, look, he's going to go and do something with these talents. The one with the one talent, I'm not so sure, but I'll give him a chance. Okay, so, and there was lots of servants with no talents. They're the ones that must they're not going to do anything, so we're not going to give him even one talent. Uh, verse 16, then he who had received five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, the one who had two talents gained two more also. But the one who had received one went and dug in, in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, You delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained for you five more talents. And the Lord said to him, that's evil. You shouldn't make money. You shouldn't prosper. You shouldn't take that stuff. You should give that. That's that's not right. You shouldn't do that. Okay? God loves it when we do stuff like this. He he said, look what he says. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I'll make you all over many things. And also the one with the two talents came and said, Lord, you've delivered to me two talents. Look, I've gained two more talents. And he said, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Then the one with one talent said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, here's what's yours. But the Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you have at least deposited my money with the bankers so that my coming I'd receive back what was mine. So take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. For everyone who has more be given and the one who ha- with abundance but from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Now, that, that parable, we could t- teach that in a hundred different ways. The one point I want to bring out here, or a few points. First of all, the guy with the five talents and the two talents, he went and traded with them. He used what was given him to go and trade and make more money with it. He went and took what he had and made more money. And the one with the two talents, instead of saying, well, that's not fair, that guy's got five talents, I've only got two talents, he didn't say that. He got his two talents and went and traded. It says he went and traded with them. If you study that out, he bought and sold, he labored, he traded with them. Now, we don't know how he did that. We don't know if he took the five talents. He may have made 20 talents and then lost 10 talents and then made another two talents. We don't know how that worked out. He may have just got straight in and made five talents into five talents with one deal. We don't know. But what we do know is he went and traded with them, and used what he already had. One of the things I want you to know tonight is God is going to use what you already have, whether that's a skill set, whether that's possessions you already have, whether that's past experience, whether that's connections. God is a God who uses what's already in our hand. What's in your hand tonight, and I'm going to touch on some more of this tomorrow, but what is in your hand, God can use that and give supernatural abundance to what you already have if you're prepared to go and trade with them. So that's a great story of of how someone went and took five things, five talents, and made them into ten talents. And that's a great return, but it doesn't end there, right? He ended up with another talent thrown on top as supernatural abundance. Why? Because he was in the game. He did good work with his five talents. He made it into ten talents. Then he received another talent, so he got 11 talents. What's that 110% return? That's not a bad deal. And here's the thing. When you trade things and buy and sell things, what happens is it gives a, a, a vast... Uh, leverage to being able to make money. Now, there's nothing wrong with going and getting a job. I've had lots of jobs. I've had some bad jobs, some good jobs. I've had lots of different jobs. But let me tell you, jobs will take your, a normal job will take your time, can take your energy. And a lot of people, you want to be able to make extra money so that you can give more. 
and you can actually serve more. I've, I've helped plant churches and, and, and ministry, leaving, you know, starting my own ministry at first. I wasn't paid. How do you know when you start a business or start a ministry? Okay, the last person usually gets paid. I paid my staff. I didn't pay me for, for a long time. Why? Because we'd made decisions earlier through buying and selling things that gave us the ability to do that. So whether it's the time you want or the money or both, when you do buying and selling things and you actually do this, it's, it's creating more leverage than a regular job. If you have a regular job, there's a ceiling to what you can do with a regular job. But when you buy and sell things, so that's what I'm excited about. There's another great parable. I won't go into it tonight, but another great parable is the parable of the miners. You know, in, in Luke 19, 11, 26, Similar thing, they used what they had. So I'm going to teach you real quickly why everyone should learn how to buy and sell things. Now, this isn't necessarily for everyone, but everyone can do it if they want to. You can learn to buy and sell. This is one way of making money. There's lots of different ways of making money. This is one way, and in my opinion, this is the easiest way to get started and to see God's supernatural blessing in the area of making money. I've seen kids do this. I've seen, just the other day, I went to a conference last week, and, this, and there was a lot of people there, and they were crowding around. And this little girl pushed through the crowd, and she must have been five years old. And she had an envelope with me with a first fruits offering, uh, a tithe to my ministry. So I told everyone else, step back, this person right here. And she walked forward, and she gave me this. And she'd been buying and selling things, about five or six years old, buying and selling things, and giving me the, the first fruits of it. And let me tell you, that touched me. I had to hold it back a little bit, make sure my mascara didn't run. But that... So this will work, this will work, and I've seen this work, and it's very easy to do, praise God, it's, it's, uh, it's very easy to do. So first of all, you can make money instead of earning money. Now, the difference between making money and earning money, earning money, you go somewhere, you do something, they pay you for it, okay, that's employment. Making money is a whole different world, because making money means you're taking something and you're multiplying it. And that, when you do that, if you learn how to take 10 rand and turn it into 20 rand, you can also take a thousand rand and turn it into two thousand rand. You can take a hundred thousand rand and turn it into two hundred thousand rand. The same principles. When you learn how to make money, it's a whole different world from earning money. And I could do a survey right now. I'm not going to. I could do a survey right now, and the percentage in this room would be a lot higher. And I'm not just being cute. I mean this. It would be a lot higher in this room than it would be in England or America. But I could take a survey right now and tell you if I was to give you whatever, a thousand rand or a hundred rand right now, how many of you could come back in a week's time and bring me back double that amount of money? How many of you knew, would know how to make money rather than just earn money? And in a meeting like this size in America, there'd be one or two people that could do that. In, a, in England, there might be one or two people. But here, I know there's more because we have an entrepreneurial spirit here. We have a way of, of, of wanting to do this. And this is one way you can do it. So you need to learn how to make money instead of just earning money. Because earning money is good and noble, but making money is where you're going to see the blessing. You're going to be able to see a lot more happen. You're going to be able to free up your time, and you're going to be able to give more. You could save money on future purchases. You can make money on future sales. When you come to sell things, you can make more money. We're talking about why to learn how to buy and sell. You can create a business or additional income. People take these principles of buying and selling, and I bet you there's people right here that basically do this already. You might not be aware you're doing it, but you're already buying and selling things, and it could be anything from, from it doesn't matter. It could be furniture, it could be vehicles, it could be houses. It doesn't matter. When you buy something and you sell it at a profit, okay, that's, that's, uh, that's how you can create a business from that, and I have people that have, have created businesses from this all the time. So where to start? I'm going to show you a few things. Where to start? Start with stuff you no longer use. One of the things I tell people 
And I believe South Africa is similar to America and England in this, that we have a lot of stuff. Is that okay to say? We have a lot of stuff. We probably have too much stuff. I've been to Farah's to far house. He's got a lot of stuff. To Farah, we need to talk. He's got a lot of stuff in that house. So anyway, he's, got lot, he's got a lot of He's a prosperous man. But we have sometimes too much stuff. And we can, if, we can take that stuff and sell it and learn how to make money. From That's a good place to start. You can start with your hobbies or interests, whatever your hobby is or your interest. If you have an interest or past experience in something, it's a great place to start because you already have a working knowledge of that area. I tell people that it's things you've always wanted but you couldn't justify. So one of the ways I love to buy and sell things is if I want something, sometimes I can't justify it. I'm just going to be honest. Okay, the Apple Watches first came out, whenever that was, six years ago or something. And the one I wanted was, you know, $900 US. So I turned to my wife and she gave me that look. I was like, whoo, I'm not going to go and buy a $900 watch. So what did I do? I thought, I want one of those watches. So I bought and sold a few of those watches and I got myself the $900 watch free of charge. Now it's, I feel a lot better walking out, hey, this didn't cost me a penny. So things you want, some of the things... This is a Lotus Elise I had one time. I bought and sold stuff. Cost me zero. Some people say, are your cars paid for? My cars aren't just paid for. They were bought for free by buying and selling things. So this is a buggy I had. Here's interesting. This is, so I wrote a book called Fawns, Barnes, and Old Jars. Anyone wrote a book and published a book here? One, two, three, three people. It costs money to do that. So it costs tens of thousands of dollars to make a book, edit it, get it published and everything else. How did I do that? Through buying and selling things. I bought and sold things, made the extra money, and that's how I was able to publish my first book and uh, get that on shelves was through money, through buying and selling things. This is a fun one. Anyone recognize that? That's Andrew Womack. And down here is my daughter, Hannah. Okay? So this was at a, a conference once. They, someone had a great idea to have a dunk tank for Andrew. So that's a dunk tank. That means that if she hits, you can't see the target, but there's a target. And if she hits the target with a, with a ball by throwing the board at it, he goes into the dunk tank. So this is Hannah, about, I don't know how old she's there, 10 or 12, trash-talking Andrew, saying, you're going in the dunk tank. And Andrew's going, no, I'm not. And I paid $1,000 for her to throw a ball. Best $1,000 I've ever spent. And it went, to Andrew's, it went to Andrew's ministry, so it was giving, praise God. But, but she, anyway, so you make extra money, it's fun. This is a house, we built several houses in, in Nicaragua and other third world nations, built houses for families. We built this Bible school in Asia, in uh, Burma. Uh, so you can do things with extra money. Ask what others are selling. Find out what's, you can research. One of the tools we have at the moment is the internet. Now, I grew up before the internet. Anyone here younger than me? My kid says, Dad, in fact, one of my main people that works for me, he runs my ministry. He's, he's got four children. I mean, he's an adult. An adult, okay? He's like a real man. He shaves and everything. And he looked at me the other day. He said to me, how did you work without the internet? Like he's, because he's like in his late 20s, he's grown up with the internet. How do you know we have a gift, I believe, to be used for the kingdom of God where any one of you right now can do the research and find out anything. It's made it a level playing field. No longer is it just one person with the knowledge. Now every one of us can get the knowledge. So it's going to take a little bit of time, but you can get online on your phones, on your computers, you can find, if you haven't got internet, go to a cafe, you can find the information you need and you can research things very quickly and you can have the same knowledge and knowledge is power. So you can research things, you can find things out. So find out what's buying, what's selling, what's in trend, what's, what's people look, what are people looking for, what are people buying and things like that. You can find out what's in demand. So the main thing is start somewhere. Do something, put your hand to something, start somewhere. And if it's, if it's buying and selling, Start somewhere. Opportunities are all around us, okay? There's opportunities all around us. I'll give you a quick example of this. My daughter, Hannah, she wanted to start a dog walking company, 
And have you know, there's lot in, in, in America, they like, they, especially Colorado, they like their dogs, and they're a little bit crazy about them. They'll spend a lot of money. They have dog hotels. It's, it's, anyway, they, they drive with dogs on their lap. So there's dogs everywhere in Colorado. And um, I said, my daughter said, I'm going to start a dog walking company. I'm going to make them pay me to walk their dogs. I said, praise the Lord. That's a good idea. I'll take the tithe. Amen. So, <laughs> so, so she got to, she wanted, now, she needed, she needed a dog leash to walk five dogs at once. She worked out all the math. And, and she said, Dad, I need $11 to buy a dog leash to walk these dogs. And I said to her, well, Hannah, you're going to have to make $11 to buy the dog leash. You think, that's a harsh dad. Come on, let her just give her the money. No, I wanted to learn how to think this way. So I went to work. I came back, and she had made, she handed me 11 US dollars in cash in one day. I said, Hannah, how'd you do this? And she said, well, I went online, and I found an organic. She went on the internet. She searched for things. She found out that people were into these organic dog treats. It's type of shameful, but they, not just organic food for humans, but organic food for dogs. They want a certain type of dog treat that's got to be organic because Fido apparently is, he really needs organic dog food. But anyway, so she made these organic dog treats herself in my kitchen, put them in, in little Ziploc bags and printed up a little business card off, the, off my computer, stuck it on there, and went around the neighbors and sold for a dollar each. And when she hit 11, she came back and gave me the cash for 11 dog treats. So I'm telling you, this, this, this type of thinking of how to make money, there was a, there was a lady that was, uh, she, she wanted to be a graphic designer, and she needed to buy a MacBook. Now, you know, these MacBooks cost some money. So she, wanted, she had to have a MacBook, but she had zero dollars. And um, she was from a third world nation. She went to the banks and said, I'm going to buy a MacBook, and I'm going to sit in front of clients, and I'm going to have this part of my MacBook exposed and showing people all the time for like an hour at a time. Every time I meet with a client, she was a marketer, she was a designer. Every time I meet with someone, they're going to see this here. Now, if you give me $200, you can have two inches by an inch. But if you give me $500, you can have four inches. And if you give me $1,000, you can have this whole half. And I'll engrave your logo with your phone number right on here. What do you reckon? So guess what she did? She went around and raised over $2,500 before she even bought the MacBook. Went to the, drew up some contracts, went to the Apple store, bought her MacBook. Didn't cost her a penny now. Took the MacBook, got it engraved. It cost about $200 to get it engraved with Wells Fargo and, you know, Jim's Plumbing and, and Steve's Electrical, whatever, on her MacBook. She got it for free. So there's always a way of thinking differently from just, I can't, how do I get the money? There's different ways to get your money to you. So there's opportunities all around you. So I'm going to show you this story here. I've been buying and selling stuff, and I love it, and I wanted to test my own system. I'd never actually tested it to the point where I documented it and tested it. So I wonder if this is worth documenting. I've used this in England. I've used this in, in, uh, in Asia. I've used this in America. I've used it in different places, but I've never documented it. So this time I wanted to document and do a little test. So I, I called it my own buy, sell, repeat challenge. Okay, So I'm talking about buying something. You sell it at a profit, and then you repeat the process. Okay, making money. We're talking about making. We're still good about making money, right? Everyone, okay, no one's left yet. Praise the Lord. So, making money. Now, what I decided was, I decided, you know what? I'm going to buy myself the brand new latest computer. It was two thousand dollars, and I thought, I'm gonna, when these first came out, I thought, I'm going to buy myself one of these. So, what I did was, I thought, I'm going to learn. I'm going to. I'm going to get this for free. So, I'm going to trade in one category. Okay, I'm going to. I'm going to only buy and sell in that single category. And I'm going I'm to uh, use the, type, the thing that people say you have to lose money on. They said, actually, you buy and sell things all the time, and you always make money on things. Whatever you buy, you make money on. 
they said to me, um, actually, they said, you have to lose money on computers because that's just something you buy them, you use them for three or four years, and then you throw them away. Or you buy them, if it's, if it's a PC, you use it for about six months, and then you throw it away. So they say, you, if you've got a computer, you, you, you have to lose money on computers. I said, not necessarily. So I'm going to start with zero dollars. I said, I'm going to start with no money to show this how this works. And I've done this in different categories with different things. I, my wife helped me estimate. Now, Tafara can testify. Our wives won't let us exaggerate, right? Okay, so we can't exaggerate. We can't, they want the details. My wife said, I've done this dozens of times with different things, but this time I actually documented it. Starting with no money down, no money. Uh, that's zero dollars or, or nada or zilch, okay? So just to, be, just to be sure. So what I did was I looked for something I could sell for free. How many of you know you have stuff in your possession or there's access to things you can get for free that you can sell? So I found these these boxes here. Now, I'm, it's always dangerous telling this story because people go out and try and reproduce it, okay? That's not the point of the story. The point of the story is I've done this dozens of times with different things. I've done it with children's toys. I've done it with furniture. I've done it with, with all different types service, in the service industry where you actually give service away and they've, all different types of ways you can do something with nothing. This is just one example that I want to share with you. It's the principle of it. So get the principle. Don't try and copy exactly what I did. Pray in the Holy Ghost, ask the Lord. He will show you a principle that you can use. So I, what happened was I'm praying. I'm like, Lord, I want to start with zero. Show me what to start with. So I'm praying. You know, I confess. I say, you know what? Everything I put my hand to prospers. I believe that I'm blessed. That's half the battle right there. You start believing. You start seeing yourself blessed. Well, I don't see myself blessed. Start seeing yourself blessed. Start changing your confession. Start saying, you know what? I'm blessed. And the Lord's promised me, Deuteronomy 8.18, that I have the power to get wealth. You start telling yourself that. You start believing that. That starts to be your confession. I have the power to get wealth. God has given you the power to get wealth. So I, I, I walk around and say, I thank you, Lord, that I have the power to get wealth. I thank you, Lord, everything I put my hand to prospers. I thank you, Lord, deals come my way. Because what happens is sometimes we can give negative confessions without even realizing. We start saying, well, nothing really works out for me. I'm not like one of those guys. I never get a lucky break. And I'm, here in, I'm in here in a poor part of town. I, nothing ever works for me. And you know what? You're going to get exactly what you're believing for. So we have to change how we see ourselves, and God sees you as success. God sees you as someone that when you put your hand in something, it works regardless of your circumstances. I've seen it too many times. To, so people go around and say, well, you know, my, I'm not like one of those rich folks, or I never get a lucky break. And guess what? Even in the natural, your natural mind is not looking for that break. And you think, well, that's true. So your natural mind, just you start saying, I thank you, Lord, that I'm prosperous. I thank you, Lord, everything I put my hand to. Uh, prosperous. I thank you, my hands, the works of my hands are blessed. Then even in the natural, your mind is going to look for opportunities. I hear people say, well, money doesn't grow on trees. Well, what's money made of? Paper. Where's paper come from? So anyway, we've been lied to. So, so changing confession is my point. So I'm praying, I'm saying, Lord, where, where can I find something to sell for free? And I'm driving around, and I, and I drive on the way out of a, bit, a meeting, I drive past this dumpster, this, this trash can dumpster, if, whatever you call, what do you call them here, trash cans? Dump- Bin, thank you. That's what we call them in England. A bin. A bin. A dustbin. Yes. Man, I'm with my people here, Billy. So I told my own son, I told my own son, son, go and get the dustbin. And he came back about 10 minutes later confused. Like, I said, the trash can. Even my kids are American now. But anyway, so I drove past the bin. And look what I find there, right? I find these. Now, at first, I'll just be honest with you. I thought, wow, God has answered my prayers. He's just given me a brand new computer. They're computer boxes. (laughs) Four of them. I'm going to keep one and give the other three away. 
So I went up to them, but there were empty boxes. But you know what I found? I thought, right then, I wonder if, if them computers are $2,000, I wonder if anyone would pay any money for the boxes. See, I'm already thinking this way. I'm already thinking, how can I make money from nothing? So what I did was I went online and researched it. And you might not be able to see this very well, but, but you can go on the internet. You know, they, they talk about real estate saying location, location, location. When it comes to buying and selling things, it's research, research, research. When you research something, you know how much something's worth. You know how much you can sell it for. So you can go on the internet and research how much something's worth. And I'll teach you more of that tomorrow. But you can research how much something's worth. So I went on eBay in this case. There's lots of different ways of doing it. But in this case, I went on eBay. And I thought, I wonder if empty computer boxes are worth any money. So I did, I did the research right there in the palm of my hands. Okay, I did the research, and, and it took me uh, two or three minutes, and I, and I found out right there that boxes, empty boxes, sell, I know, look at that, sell online, okay, they sell online for good money, because people say, how people, because people have got a $2,000 or $3,000 computer, they want to put it in the original packaging to ship it or to sell it and things like that, so the boxes are worth money, so they throw them away, but I, I thought, you know what, for the first time, I didn't know this. Two minutes before, I never knew an empty box would be worth money. I remember, I'm teaching you the principle or something. I'm not teaching you to go and do this exact thing. There's a million different ways you can apply this. So, so I thought, this is, so guess what I did? I, I did some research. I looked for It's worth some money. Now, how much do you think an empty Apple box is worth? About $30, right? 30, 30 US dollars, okay? So guess what? That made me very happy. Okay, this is real time. Okay, I just, I'm very happy now. I'm like, I'm gonna, so I, I dragged these boxes into the back of my car. My wife started rolling her eyes, and I went online. And I sold the first one on eBay, and I put it on eBay. You have eBay here, right? There's different ways of doing this, but I put it on eBay, and I sold the first one for $24. But guess what? And they paid me $43 for it. The shipping was $18, but guess what? It cost me about $28 or something or more to ship that. So I only made like a dollar on the first one. That's all I made, but I still made a dollar. And guess what I had now? I had education. I learned that actually it's cost more than $18 to ship because it's not just the weight, it's the size of it. So next time I charge more shipping, anyway, to cut a long story short, I sold all four of those boxes and made some money. Now I had like $30 or $40 to play with. And then I bought, another, I bought a computer. This is a broken computer. I bought a broken computer. Bought that, sold it. It was a broken computer. I'm happy again, look. So, so, so I'm happy again. So I started to keep a spreadsheet of all my deals. Okay, and I bought and sold some computers, and I, and I carried on doing this. And then after 16 deals of buying, now I'd never bought and sold a computer in my life. This is the first time I'd ever bought and sold computers. I bought and sold computers, I bought and, bought and sold a few other Apple products, and within 16 deals, I made $2,100 from zero. I didn't put any extra money into it, I just bought and sold things and made $2,100 from zero. Okay, so I made $2,100 net profit. And in case you're interested, I kept a timer on my time. And I made sure I wasn't, you know, doing, it doesn't matter if you do this, but I wanted to make sure I wasn't working, you know, quitting my day job to do this. What I did was I did this in my spare time, and I kept a note of my time. So I averaged nearly $200 an hour doing this. So that's, yeah, because, because I, I got very, anyway, you, I'll, I'll show you how to do this. So anyway, I did 16 deals and made $2,100. So I went to buy my new computer. But you know what? I realized I didn't want a new computer. Because you know what? When you have the cash to buy something, you realize, you know what? You don't really need it. I already had one computer. I don't need another computer. So I went and bought that instead. I went and bought a, hot, uh, a little car and sold that. And I bought another car and sold that. And I bought, some, I bought a pop-up camper and I bought some other things. And, I did, and I, in the end, I did 21 deals. And I went from zero to 21 deals. And I made 140,000 rand. Okay? $10,000. Okay? Amen? Praise God. Work of your hand. Multiplication. 
Okay? Now, you might say, well, I'm only half right. Well, how many of you like to go from zero to $5,000? That'd be okay, right? So you can apply these principles in buying and selling. Now, I'm not suggesting that everyone's going to go out and do 21 deals and make 140,000 rand. But you could go out and do 21 deals and have education, maybe make 10,000 rand, have a lot of experience in business. When you buy and sell things, you don't just make money. You, you, make experience, you get experience. You get education. You learn customer service. You learn how to negotiate. You learn how to trade. You learn how to, how to uh, uh, appease people. You learn how to look for deals. You learn how to, to market things. You learn how to make a listing. You learn all these things, and then you can apply it to other areas. It's a great learning curve. It's a great way of making money with low risk, especially if you're starting with zero. You can start with zero. I was blessed enough to, to uh, help... Uh, coordinate the business school at Caris Bible College before we even had a business school in Caris Bible College. This is going way back, probably 12 years ago. They gave me a small group. They said, actually, you like finances. You like teaching people how to make money. We're going to do a small group, and we want you to help these people. So I had about 25 students. And the first day, I pulled out $20, okay, a, a pile of them, and I said, here's $20 each. Well, they're students, right? Their eyes lit up. They thought, this is awesome. I said, now, here's the rules. You're going to take this $20, and you're going to go over the summer break you're going to go and use this, and I taught them some of this. And then after the summer break, you're going to come back to me, and we're going to talk about how you got on. And here's the rules. You can buy and sell things like $20. Any profit you make, you can keep. I'd like you to donate it to the Bible school or something, but you can keep. I don't want a penny of it. All I want is at the end of the summer, I want my $20 back, or I want whatever you've bought back. So at the end of the summer, some people came in with all sorts of things. I had one woman come in with this nice painting. I said, you paid $20 for that? She said, no, I paid about $300. She said, I made about $300, and this is what I bought with it. I said, oh, that's crazy. Anyway, so they come back to But, you know, over half that class turned that $20 into more than $100. They traded and bought things and, and, and found opportunities to buy and sell things. So this, this, is, this is the type of thing you can do. And once you learn how to do it once, you can repeat it. And really, it's not that important how, like, if you do a dollar, if you do one, you know, 10 rand into 20 rand, it's the principle you start learning that you can start realizing. This is why I love teaching kids about this, because a lot of the times I'll teach adults, it doesn't matter where they are, they'll say, well, that's not going to work here. Oh, that's not, we don't have that here. And they start making excuses. You know, in Proverbs, it said there's a line in the street. I'm not going to go and go and work. Okay, there's no line in the street. Okay, well, the clouds aren't quite right for harvest. Okay, we often make excuses. I've been there. I do, I do it now. I still make excuses for things, okay? I'll be honest with you. So we make excuses as human. It's, na- it's a human nature thing to make excuses. So it's, it works for them. It's not going to work for me. I mean to tell you the blessings of the Lord will work for you if you work them. And if you put your hands to things, I'm telling you it works. I've seen it too many times. So you put your hand to something, and whether you start with 10 rand and, and make 20 rand, or you start with zero and you do something, and you, you, buy, you sell something, and you make 5 rand, and you make 20 rand, and you make 100 rand, you watch what happens, that multiplication. God loves to start with small beginnings. Do not despise the beginning of something, though it be small, Zechariah 4.10. So start with something and, and get started. And once you do it, you can learn how to repeat it. And you can learn how to repeat this process. And what happens is you can do, you can do this more, and you start to leverage, and you get more and more. So you can start with what you already have. What do you have in your house? A common theme with the Lord is he will look at what you already have. We're looking for something outside of ourselves. I'm telling you, what do you already have in your house? So literally, in this case, we can ask, what do you have at home? I tell people this, especially in, in, uh, in uh, you know, it's, I don't know it's the same here in Johannesburg, but if you've got something you haven't used for a year and it's not sentimental, then sell it. And it's a great way to learn how to do this. So think about what you have in your apartments, what you have in your houses, and, and get a hold of this and actually sell it. And that's a great place to start and get some seed money to start and buy things. What do you have in your hand? What experience do you have? What knowledge do you have? What training do you have? What things are you into? 
If you're into something in particular, start in that segment because you already have an understanding about that. So if you're a, if you're a contractor or if you like construction or building or whatever you, they, they, you call it, we call it building in England, but you like building, then power tools, look at that. If, you, if you're a teacher, look at, look at tutoring and teaching things. If you're, you know, whatever you're into, if you have a hobby, look at that hobby. I've made money off of my hobby so many times, I couldn't tell you. I've, I've gone mountain uh, vacations, RVs. Um, motorbikes, whatever my hobby is, I'm going to make that hobby pay me. I'm not going to pay to do that hobby. Golf, uh, soccer, whatever you're into, you can make that hobby pay you if you start to think this way. So what do you have in your reach? What's available to you? What opportunities do you have? How can you help someone? I know people that, that help other people buy and sell things, and they take a cut of that. So they have neighbors, or they have bosses, or they have friends, and they have things, and they say, I could sell that for you. Well, how about if I sell it and we split the money? Or how about I sell it and I give you X amount of money? Or how about how much do you want for that? They say, I want 10,000 rand. Well, how about I'll take that and I'll give you 10,000 rand once I sell it, and you go and sell it for 15,000 rand, and you give them the 10,000 rand, you just made 5,000 rand. Okay, so there's opportunities like that you can, you can get into. Co-workers, all, t- all types of things, you can find people to help. So the first thing is, is value it. When you want to buy something to sell, or if you want to sell your own thing, the first thing you've got to do is value it. And here's where a lot of people get it wrong. They don't know how to value something, so then they don't know how to sell it and get the right amount for it. So well, actually, I've tried buying and selling stuff, and it doesn't work. Well, what it is, is one of the main things is, is because we're overvaluing something, we don't know how to value something. So very simply put, the value of something is how much someone's willing to pay for it. I know that's so simple, you might miss it. The value of something is how much someone is willing to pay for that. Okay? That's why you're worth Jesus tonight, because God came and paid Jesus to redeem you. So your price tag, for 1 Corinthians 6, 19, your, your price tag is Jesus. That's why he looks at you and he sees Jesus. That's why you need to value yourself tonight. You need to realize, however bad you feel, this is a little extra freebie I'm giving you here, but however bad you feel, God saw you and you said, I'm worth, you're worth Jesus to me. And he's so Jesus for you, praise God. And that's when Jesus rose from the dead, praise God, and now he's able to, to enforce his will. But I'm just saying, you are, what something is worth is what someone is willing to pay for it. So value it. And again, with the internet, you can go online, you can find the value of something. Um, by going online and and researching it. Then you have to list it. You have to actually offer it to people for sale. And there's lots of different ways you can list things, and depending on what country you're in, there's different different, uh, mediums we're going to use, and then you have to obviously sell it. So how do you value items? You can look at eBay sales. It depends on what the item is. You can look at how much is it new, and then you backtrack. Okay, if it's this much new, then this is how much it's going to be worth over a time of depreciation, whatever that item is. Again, I'm being very generic here because it depends on what the item is. But if you have a a vehicle and it's, you know, whatever it is, a a million rand new, you know after five years or so it's going to have a depreciation, so then the value is going to be less. You can look at previous sales. You can look at, go online, research, find out what other people have sold things for, what they've actually paid for them, and then you can get a value for it. And you can even get professional offers. You can go places right here in Johannesburg and get an offer for something. Say, how much is this piano worth? How much is this piece of furniture worth? How much is this piece of jewelry worth? How much is this car worth? How much is this boat? Whatever you have, you can take it places and they will value that for you and tell you how much they'll give you for it. So that's one way of finding out the value. And you can do this in, in online. You can do this in person. There's lots of different ways. Depending on the item you have, there's lots of different ways you can do this. Then you have to choose the right medium when you come to list it. So you have to choose the right place to sell things. And, and here, I'm not that familiar, but I understand you have like Gumtree, right? OLX, is that another one you use here? Uh, Facebook Marketplace. Uh, uh, eBay is, is, is being used here. 
Um, Kajibi or something. Uh, Kijiji, I think. Is it anyone? You can shout out anyone. Any classified listings here that they use? Um, I've got here. I said Facebook Marketplace. There's ways of, of listing things in every, basically every city. There's a way of listing things, and they're usually free or very low cost, and that's how you list things, and you need to research and find out whatever the item is. Some items go better on certain places. It's going to take some research. Just Google it. Research. Find out in your city what's working, in your town what's working, and, uh, and start listing it in the right place. And then obviously there's things like staying safe, okay? So I'm talking about some of this is online. Some of this you can do. I, I have friends who make more than full-time salaries. I mean, we're talking, they make six figures plus US dollars doing this, and they don't even leave their house. They do it all online. In fact, someone just wrote me in. They, they made 150,000 US dollars do it online, and they're using Amazon. They're using uh, different ways, techniques of doing this, and it's available to basically anyone with an internet and with a, with a, a shipping de- a depot somewhere near them, and they're able to sell things now, it's a full-time job for them. They're doing this full-time, but they're able to sell things. So you can do a lot of this online. Some of it's going to be in person. Some of it you have to go and meet people, and that's where you need to stay safe. Um, you know, I, I say things like uh, take someone with you, meet in a public place, all the obvious things. Stay very safe. Always, always uh, listen, to the, you know, listen to your instincts. Make sure you're not putting yourself at risk. Avoid scams. If you do not online, there's scams. There's people that are going to try and scam you and try and, try and take advantage of you. If it's too good to be true, it usually is. So use some wisdom, stay safe of scams, things like that. Some people, you'll try and sell something. They'll try and give you more money and ship it and all these different things that some of those things are scams. So be careful. If you're not sure, you can Google. I've literally had people make me offers. I've taken what they're offering me and put it in Google, and it shows up as a scam. So you, we've, again, research, research, research. You can research these things and stay safe. So this is one of the easiest ways you can start to make money and start to have your own business, if you like. This is a friend of mine. I've, I've never met him. He wrote into me. His name's Kenneth. And this is him. He's a good-looking guy. Look at that. Now, he, he was in poverty, and he took these teachings, and he started making, if you can see there, these are, he started repackaging um, books, school books, and chalk that he used in schools, okay? So he was actually repurposing this stuff, buying and selling these school books, buying and selling them, and started making money and got himself out of poverty, praise God. This is from in Nigeria. Isn't that powerful? Uh, there's other testimonies here. There's a lady, Pete and Ruth, uh, they're friends of mine. They took this teaching and they actually started their own business from this. Actually made a business out of it and actually have a, a, fur- a used furniture business by doing these principles. So these principles, are, anyone can get a hold of these. And these principles are uh, available to people to start. But I tell people, start somewhere. Put your hand to something, praise God, and start to, start to see yourself prospering. And when you put your hand to something and you actually, you, 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 it's, it's, it's taking something at one price and sending it for another. It's the guy with the five talents. He took those five talents and turned them into ten talents. You can take something and turn it into money, and then you use that money to repeat the process. And when you learn it with a, with a ten rand deal, a hundred rand deal, a thousand rand deal, you can use the same principles and start seeing it on ten thousand 20,000, 100,000, a million rand, the same principles you use. And along the way, you're going to learn so much about business. It's a great way to learn about business. It's a great way to learn about how to make money. God's way, praise God. So I have a, I have a course. I'm going to teach some more on this tomorrow. We're going to get to more technical tomorrow about how to do some of this. I've got some fun things to share with you. It's a course available. I have it out there now. It's not for everyone. It's a USB. It's not for everyone, but I just want to tell you about it. It's, it's going to be, some of it is going to be uh, uh, catered for uh, America and England, some of it, okay? So because of that, I've, I've reduced it heavily down. In fact, it's, the, it's about a, a fourth of what I usually charge for it because I want, want to make sure. But anyway, it's out there. If you want that, there's that course out there. It's not for everyone. 
and we only have a limited amount of copies are at the back there, but it was, it's 20 lessons. This is just one lesson. It's 20 lessons of how to do this systematically and how to buy and sell things. If you can send an email, if you can take a picture on your phone and you can send an email, you can get involved and do this and start to make money. So that is, that's available. I want to pray for you before I finish. Is that okay? Can we pray? Praise God. So, so let, me, let me pray. Father God, I thank you that you have given us the power to get wealth. And I thank you, Lord, that one of the ways we can do that is taking things that you've given us or taking things that are available for us and, and selling them and making money, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that people right here in this room, I believe there's people here in this room, you're, you're, you're being stirred. The Holy Spirit's stirring you. Your heart is stirred. Because you said, I'm already doing that, and I feel empowered. Or you want to start doing that. And I thank you, Lord, that you give power. You give us the, the ability, the power, the wisdom, the knowledge to get wealth. And I thank you, Lord, that you... You love it when we take your principles and put them into practice. And I thank you, Lord, that you love it when business is done right and people are making money in a godly way. And I pray right now for people rising up, rising up in this auditorium right now and, and, making, and, and making a decision to make money for you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for people making money so they're going to be able to give, be able to get out of debt, going to be able to uh, uh, do the things they want to do and be able to help other people, help other ministries, help churches. And I thank you, Lord, for supernatural abundance coming on these people, supernatural abundance so that whatever they put their hands to is blessed. Lord, we thank you for the promise that whatever we put our hands to is blessed. We thank you for the promise, Lord, that we have the power to get wealth. And, Lord, we believe that today. We're no longer going to be those that are blessed and don't believe it. We're going to be those that are blessed and believe it. And I thank you, Lord, we're going to start seeing a difference in our world. And we're going to start seeing our world changing because you're giving us the ability to get wealth. In Jesus' name. Everyone said? Amen. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.